I'm Cody. And I'm TJ. And welcome back to the next episode of another generic entertainment podcast, otherwise known as Agecast. Agecast, the number one completely original podcast about everything pop culture. Movies, trailers, video games, the works. All included here. Agecast with Cody and TJ. Hey, TJ. Hey, Cody. I was this is a, this is a bit of a a bit of a tale. I was hmm. traipsing along traipsing in yeah through the tulips. Oh. Um like that song by Tiny Tim goes. I'm you, I'm sure you've heard of it. I, I tell um, me about it. Tell me about it actually. It goes I'm in the tulips and I'm traipsing. It goes like that. Hmm. Um and I was I was realizing even though it's said in our intro, we don't ever talk about the works. We never talk about the works. Um, you know, Cody, funny tale. Mm-hmm. I was trouncing among the yes. um, lily pads. Like my favorite song does. by There Will Be Blood. Um, <laughs> that's a movie. You know that's our intro said by the uh, Stuart Brazil. We never once mentioned uh, television or TV series, or, or I guess nowadays we just say series, because most of the stuff we talk about does not originate on a television network. Yeah, streaming specials count. So I was wondering then, Cody, for mm-hmm. our, our listeners who have questioned our means, how wrong are they because everything we talk about is in the works? Exactly. See, the works is actually an acronym. It stands for Worst Other Really (laughs) You got it. Kong Kong? Worst Other Really Kong Serenade. Okay? That's what it stands for. Is that what you wanted to hear? I couldn't think of any (laughs) words with K. I was thinking nose or Karen for some reason. Oh, I forgot about Silent K. (laughs) Um, well, welcome to Agecast, everyone. This is our 20th episode. I know we did our four-year special, like, two episodes ago, but happy Agecast 20. I think this is actually our fourth year special, like, right now. Like, I think this is, like... No one has to know. Around the... Okay, okay. All right. (laughs) Um, so we've done it. We've done 20 episodes of this now. Um, endless content for everyone. Content creation is our I can't believe it's only been 20 weeks since we started... I know, right? It feels like it was 22 weeks ago. And, you know, there's somebody I, I hold near and dear to my, uh, my codicle. Is that a thing? Oh, is Simon on the podcast again? Oh, yeah, Simon. Oh, no, no, um, Garrett is here with us today. Do we ever oh, wait, is Garrett, Garrett making in the tea podcast? in the background? Is he making tea in hey, the um, so if you, anyone remembers our, like, first two episodes, if you ever heard, like, rustling in the background... It's because of Garrett. Our PA. Shout out to Garrett. Our PA, Garrett. Our key grip PA best we, we boy. We have too many key grips. We have like four key grips for being a podcast. We're a really good pod. How do you think we're going to do Agecast in the wild without key grips? In wild? Wild. Wild. Agecast in a wild. Agecast in a wild. No, but uh, for real, we do have a special guest. This is very serious. Are you going to... Because you botched this name on here and i was wondering if you're gonna mm. say how you typed it on the mm. on the docket no that's correct i'd like for you to that, read that's it. correct okay 
Um, of course, we were talking about Dillion or Dill Lion, Emmanuel Thomas. Welcome uh, yes, back. That is, that, that is me. I'm happy to be here on this momentous occasion in the aircraft hangar. Uh, it's very empty in here. It's much colder than last time. I'm so sorry. Um, aircraft? Aircraft hangar? Aircraft. Somebody's not studied the lore. Clearly, since the reboot, we have turned to an airline hangar. Did you not know about the reboot in episode like 15? <laughs> it was 14, maybe? I don't remember. It was one of them. It was the early you, or late teens. Dylan, you are correct, and I'm pretty sure you might have been the one that said we were in an aircraft hangar. I was point. not. It was, it, was, it was established before I was a guest. You were the okay. guest of the second episode. It was established before I was a guest. <laughs> so yeah, we're welcoming back uh, Dylan Thomas, one of the original Agecast guests, and by one of them, I mean the original Agecast guests. The first. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here for the multiple of ten for my episode. Yeah, so that's true. We will have you back. The, the, the big, the big two zero. Yeah, yeah, two. I, I, can, I, can, I can only come back on multiples of ten. All right, well, in episode 200, when that comes out in about three millennia, <laughs> we'll uh, have you back. Um, but today's Agecast is not only the 20th episode, not only do we have the legendary Dylan back, we also are doing a sequel to what is honestly our best episode. It is our best episode. Uh, besides is... um, my date, mm-hmm. my we date through the galaxy or whatever, <laughs> our, our classic episode where we talked about the we and my dates with the president's daughter. A great theme we had there for that episode. I mean, they're Listen, very they're very closely related if you think Yeah, about they it. really are. It took me a while to get this whole titles thing down. It took a long time. But um, both the we and decoms are sold at Finger Hut. That's true. Um, by the way. We didn't talk about our sponsor yet. Today's podcast is sponsored by Finger Hut. Oh, no. Finger Hut, where you can buy anything you want at a 25% premium up front and at least 200% on the back end. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's honestly a great service. I use it all the time. I'm cri- in crippling financial debt, but that's not related. <laughs> Unrelated um, crippling financial debt. <laughs> But uh, I'm happy to be sponsored by them regardless. So it's absolutely it's great, it's great to be here. Hopefully I can use some of that money to pay off some of my debt to the Finger Hut Corporation. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank Finger you, Finger Hut. Hut. Finger Hut, the only place where you can uh, trade in Mario Galaxy an additional $40 to get a new copy of Wii Music. <laughs> That's the only place. Like I was saying before, I got sidetracked because we're bad at doing so rudely sidetracked. How no, whoever again, did that hate them? We're, we're just bad at doing this. Thanks no, no. I, so far, we're we're following the docket to a T, from what I can tell. This is That's actually true. probably better following the docket. We didn't even have sponsor written this time, so Cody pulled that out of nowhere. T TJ TJ, what are you talking about? It says it right there. Oh, God. That's true. It, it says say it right, right there. there. Right next to Dillion Emmanuel Thomas. Also, um, speaking of the docket, um, a new Patreon incentive. If you do Patreon for at least $5 a month, we will release the dockets. Um, for legal reasons, this is not correct. <laughs> I'm not making any promises. Oh, for I legal am. reasons. As, as, the, as the number one contributor to Patreon, I am making an official promise right now that this All right, yeah, will sure, we can happen. do that. Um, but 
for real, the topic of the episode is Disney Channel Original Movies 2. In case you don't remember, um, in episode number one of them, uh, TJ and I put together our own mock Disney Channel Original Movie together, and then we did one on our own, and it was a, a goof and a gaff. It, it also um, is the one that sparked our Pokemon surprise box for the past year. So maybe um, it'll end our subscription to the Pokemon surprise box. I don't know what that is a reference to, to be completely the honest. The I, I am unaware as well. I think TJ's making up the uh The Pompadour. The, uh, the Pomplamoose? Anybody remember that, what are you, that guy? The band Pomplamoose? What about them? The Pandemic. The Pandemic. It was our wait, first special. Ambulance for TJ? Is he having a stroke? Wait, you know the dude in Pomplamoose is the guy who created Patreon, right? Yeah. Okay. That's why I was thinking of him, because of... I don't believe you. I literally... <laughs> no, that is why I was thinking of... You know how my uh, mind works. You've been doing AgeCast for two months. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I'm related to the guy who uh, founded the Moose Lodges. None of no, us you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you know, fun fact, uh, Dylan, I don't know if you do this, uh, but if you rewatch National Treasure... The opening scene of Ben Bates' Which one? The first National Treasure. I, I prefer the second one, Book, Book of Secrets, where they say Montesquieu. <laughs> when um, the the opening scenes of the last find, founding father dying and handing the clue to the National Treasure. Uh, oh, to, that's uh, Jackson from Hannah Montana. It's actually Jackson from Hannah Montana. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, yeah, it's Jackson from Hannah Montana. You don't even know the actor's name, do you? Um, I That's his full name. That's his name, Jackson. Middle name from Hannah Montana's his last name. Um, but we're doing one special thing on this episode. Um, each of us has created a Disney Channel original movie. We'll get to this at the. Uh, it'll be the last portion of the episode, and you, our adoring fans, will get to vote on who is the best of the Disney Channel original movies in a game that I planned ahead and named. Uh, vote for the movies. No, you didn't. That's, that's, a, that's a lame game name. What's her title going to be? Why don't, you just name, why don't you just name it Phantom of the Megaplex? Oh, no. That no, doesn't make any sense. That, that, what is that? Uh, we'll uh, figure that, out a name for... Wait, wait. What was the what was the other game we played that one time with Zach? Oh, that was Halo. I thought it... Uh, <laughs> game of movie come out? Yeah, the game of movie come out where we had the guests... Uh, did we say the year we guessed the movie? Was that what it yeah. was? Instead of we'll, we'll call this this game is game of movie good vote game. All right, I'm fine with that. one. I like it. Game of movie vote game. Good, okay. good movie. Vo- I don't. I'm yeah, I'm gonna that. call it Pokemon Soul Silver. Pokemon and Soul you know Silver. What? That is a good jumping off point to our first topic on the docket. Um, again, we like to discuss um, Pokemon. That's current topics. About. Well, current topics before we get into the um, main event. You all know how AgeCast works. We've been doing this for 35 years. Um, so, uh, Pokemon reminded me of the new hit trailer that just dropped for Venom Let There Be Carnage. One of the same for me, honestly. Be- I mean, let me let me run you through my thought process. Pokemon, mm. Venom. Okay. That's it. I think your thought process was, we need to find a transition... And the next thing on the docket is Venom Let Correct. There Be Carnage. Now, I have not seen this trailer, nor did I watch the original Venom movie. But GJ, don't the ruin title, the illusion. 
Just, Don't ruin just, the illusion. Just from the title, let me guess that Carnage will be in this film. Mm-hmm. Probably. It's Not the right, character. So... No, the mayhem. Like there was Dylan, the Dylan and TJ, please guess the actor playing Carnage if you do not know. Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, Christopher Reeves. Um, Christopher Reeves is whoa. dead, isn't he? <laughs> He's very dead. <laughs> Superman? Yikes. Superman from the 70s and 80s? Um, well, um, it's it, it's Woody Harrelson, but good guess. Oh, that makes sense. Of course oh. it's Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson plays, um, what's Venom? Cletus Cassidy, that's his name. That's Carnage's name. Cletus. He, he plays Cletus Cassidy, the murderer. Uh, it's a it's a fine trailer. It looks like a movie that I don't want to watch because the first one isn't good. That's all I have to say. Uh, I like the part where he's helping him make food at the beginning. That's true. Are you watching it right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> don't break the illusion. Video game update segment that is uh, that is good, Seth Myers. No, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, okay. right, is this a transition? Yeah, I yeah, think we're done. I don't, I don't think trailer. I've said all I need to say. What do you about need to say Venom? about the Venom trailer? It's being directed by Andy Serkis. Okay, that's what has he directed anything before? Well, yeah, he directed that Mowgli movie that wasn't Jungle Book. He also, um, oh. Uh, he wrote the song Dirty Loop Circus. It's about him. <laughs> For Britney I Spears? I don't think he's a member of Dirty Loops. I the three-person band. No. Is he all three of them? No. He's gone. How about, how about um Caravan? It gets me hype. I do love the song Caravan. That's true. It's one of my favorite songs. Of- hey, shout out to um a certain marching band in a certain part of a certain state. Um, I'd call you a university, but you're a polytechnic institute, so you don't even get that. Um, good job being fine. What a bad hype song. It's a good uh, song, but... I mean, I mean let's, let's be real. The real hype song is the Hokey Pokey. <laughs> oh, now you've given it away. Everyone yeah, you ever, you ever done the Hokey Pokey in, in front of a bunch of people that don't pay you any money? Yeah. I do that every day. What? Hey, come on. We don't need to talk about my. How's your mother? Days. What? We don't talk. We don't talk enough. How's your mother doing? Um, Who needs this directed at? All yes. right, and thank you, uh, TJ, for. Um, well, we just had Mother's Day. Ending. We just had yeah, Mother's Day. For, no, 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 no. Okay. Thank you for ending the topic. Thank you very much. Um. So next up, again in the intro, because we're really stuck on the intro, because we want to stay true to form. Um, Stuart does say video games Mm. So we're going to do an update segment uh, Similar to um, Seth Meyers When he was on Weekend Update In the late 2000s I guess (laughs) Are you not a Colin Jost and Michael Che kind of guy? This is a pre-Jost Oh you're not an Amy Poehler and Seth Meyers kind of guy? I don't think Amy Poehler did update I thought she did with Tina Fey a few times She she did She did in ancient times I, well, I, I started the first, off not a the uh, first time the first time I saw it's the weekend maybe the first no, time I saw weekend uh, update Norm I fell asleep, I fell asleep in front of the TV and somehow it ended up on whatever channel uh, <laughs> SNL is on and weekend update was happening and I was like why are they laughing at the news and I was like <laughs> I was like eight the first time I saw weekend update was definitely it was on a rerun 
and it was a similar situation to where I was just delirious and didn't know what was going on. And all I distinctly remember is it was Adam Sandler's Opera Man. That's how I know it was a rerun, because I was mm. not alive when he was on SNL. And uh, I was like, that's the guy from Big Daddy. And I think I went back to sleep. I prefer him in Eight Crazy Nights. Do you? Yeah. I prefer him in Jack and Jill, the movie that gave us the Dunkachino. <laughs> I prefer him in Grown Ups 2, the movie that gave us Cop Shack right after he actually became a cop. I prefer What's him in Mr. I prefer him in Mr. Deeds, where like one of his pr- primary character traits is that he has a really badly frostbitten foot that can be hit with anything, <laughs> including a fire poker, without feeling anything. I you make me you know actually I prefer bedtime <laughs> stories where it has um. What's his name? Oh, we don't talk about uh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider is an American Indian. <laughs> oh. He plays the Red Mustang. Well, how did we let that slide? It was 2008. Speaking of Rob... Fine. It was made by Disney, so it's okay. Speaking no. of Rob Schneider... Uh, no, nobody needs no, to speak of no, Rob Schneider. No, 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 no. He was, he was, in, he was in the hit film Muppets from Space. He was. Okay. Pain. And also... I was watching an episode of Stargate recently. Okay. Uh, uh, we had to bring SG, up Stargate. The Stargate SG-1 for you you, you fans out there. Um, and in a, a late season episode, uh, a character said, I'm starting to regret uh, staying up late to watch Deuce Bigelow European Gigolo last night. <laughs> and then he, he pauses and says, that was a lie. I regretted it almost immediately. That's a good film. It isn't. Uh, Simon, if you're listening, I know how much you love the film Deuce Bigelow. Yeah, we didn't even watch the sequel. We only watched the first one, which does well, have... we, we tried to watch the sequel, but we only got like 15 minutes in because it was so bad. It does have the classic character TJ in it. Remember that there was like... There was a running gag in one of them. I don't remember which one, but the girl kept like leaning over and her boobs just went into the fish tank. I just know that it's a very good and... movie. Very good movie, and it like it wasn't funny. It was like that that bit just kept happening. Wait, like it did was you say a Rob funny. Schneider movie wasn't funny. I know it's really shocking. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that checks out even slightly. Yeah. I mean, the part where the part where he was a gigolo was quite funny. It was very humorous. Uh, oh, him he, being a male sex worker, you know. I think what a good movie. My favorite thing was when he accidentally blended the really rare, expensive fish. Oh, that was quite funny. Animal Death is... I don't know how we got here, but I wish to dive off. (laughs) Okay. And speaking of diving, let's talk about our first new video game uh, that we have all played to completion. Resident (laughs) Evil Village. Uh, I'll I'll actually start before you all... um, So I... Uh, I popped in the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Weirdly, I got a PS1 version. Mm. Um... And on the cover, hmm. it was really weird. It was like um, a lizard, like kind of like a gecko almost. No, no, don't, no, never mind. Never, <laughs> and like no. I hit start, you, and then it was Cody, it was Gex. Cody, Cody, we've been over no, this no, that's, before. That, that's no, Gex. You, no, you, have, no. you have too many Cody, copies was, of Gex. Cody, that was clearly a copy of uh, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, what you need to do is uh, email Naughty Dog and tell okay. them to stop uh, having bad development practices. Dylan, what is your take on Croc: The Legend of Gabo's Eight? 
that that was a bunch of syllables that came out of your mouth, and I'm not gonna even. Well, it was another hit them. franchise that started on the PlayStation One, which that's listen, not even like all... that's not even a console. Oh, you're right. No, but in case anyone actually wanted I've... to know our opinion on Resident Evil Village, none of us have played it. Uh, wait, Dylan, you haven't played it? I thought this was on here because you have played oh, it. Oh, no, I haven't played it. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to play it. I bought it. I, I don't have, I don't have a PS5, and I don't want to play on a PS4. Sad. Like, I, I'm pl- I I actually got it for uh, the Series X. Because uh, I, 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 I put in an order today for the new Mass Effect game and Resident Evil. I'm going to pick it up tomorrow. But I haven't played Resident Evil 7, but it's on Games Pass, so I'm going to be playing that first. Game, game Pass is an amazing deal i don't have either of the new consoles and i'm kind of just not caring about new games that aren't coming out on the switch right now and i'll just wait for them because to... you play nothing but 2k because you're 10 um i play I mean, new 2K... Pokemon snap and mario kart as well 2k is the best Man, rpg that brand new game new <laughs> mario kart 8 that definitely did not come out six years ago so um... it's a great game you like mario kart 8 no, I've never T- played it. TJ, you can uh, drive up to uh, my city and play uh, any next-gen game you want. That's true. And that, if they let me drive again after the incident. Hey, okay, let's move on. About that. Let's move uh, on. And for everyone at home, um, for legal reasons, this is a joke. Um, but this <laughs> this joke is TJ can no longer drive because of what happened with Mister. You know. Well. I, that's gonna be my movie, was, actually. So it, I don't, I don't know. What I'm, I'm, about I'm just gonna I'm gonna spoil it and say that it actually is basically a sh- it was a shot for shot, uh, like recreation of events from the uh, beginning of Good Burger, where uh, <laughs> y'all are y'all are actually the t- the, t- the teacher uh, played by Sinbad. Uh, he had his that's car crushed by a giant hamburger, um, and. TJ is very sensitive about the fact that he crushed his co-worker's car with a hamburger. Hey, hey, and hey. I got, a, I got a quick question about Good Burger. Okay. Is their boss at Good Burger Dan Schneider? Yes, he is. Okay. He is. So, <laughs> I, I don't want this. I, was like, I don't want this anymore. I woke up at like 3 a.m. the other night. And the only thought in my head was was Dan Schneider and Good Burger. Yeah, he was. How, uh, how much feet was in Good Burger? Just, how many how many pairs of feet are in Good Burger? Uh, I, probably a couple. But uh, I'm I'm gonna like. Do you remember when uh, he uh, was saying there it was a recurring joke that he was feeding his mother cat food? Oh, that was the joke. All right, let's move on. To- that was the joke. Let's, let's move on to the next game on our list, return. Returnal. Now, this one I can actually talk about a lot. Have you all played? Right. Um, oh, yeah. I played it to completion. We've played all these games to completion. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Um, so, Returnal. Um, it's really good. It's a really good game. Uh, so, it's a roguelike, if you don't know uh, what that means. Oh, it's a roguelike or a roguelite? I believe it's a like, it because a like. it is not at it all is, like. It is a like. Um, it's, so, it's a bullet hell as well. <laughs> Yeah, the origin of that, there's a game called Rogue, where you play it, every time you die, you reset, and you just go through the same thing again. Um, this one really surprised me, because um, it was kind of more of a, like, not saying the gameplay's bad, but it's more of like a movie you're watching, and it's so cool that they got Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt in it, um, <laughs> and like, every time Tom Cruise dies, he just resets, yeah. and... 
it's weird on my copy. I put it in and it said Edge of Tomorrow instead mm. of Returnal. Um, I really enjoyed it. The only gameplay was pressing play, but besides that, it was really good. Oh, was it made by Telltale? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Returnal. The whole joke Returnal, here was that Edge of Tomorrow is the same it's thing. The same. Uh, Returnal looks fun. I don't have a PS5, uh, but even if I did, I wouldn't want to pay seventy bucks for it. I mean, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'd probably pay thirty bucks and have a great time. Yeah, but, from what I can tell, like it's it is probably one of the better game like exclusive games to PS5 right now because I mean the only other true exclusive worth a damn right now is Demon Souls. Is is is. Because uh, everything else is either multi-platform or on PS4 as well, but um, Astrobot's Playroom. Oh yeah, of course that one. Astrobot's uh, Playroom. A, a, a masterpiece, masterpiece of advertising. A mass effect of legendary proportions, Dylan. I don't get what. I don't get. I don't well, get that was a great transition. That was. But we were in the middle of a thought for the once. Multiple, multiple episodes in a row. I have been I've been killing the transition game on this dock, and I I have not once received the respect or the praise um, it deserves. Hey, hey, um, dear listeners, yes, TJ did just say he's on a dock. I think he meant to say dock it. Um, the cool kids just, call it a dock. I'm just letting you know, just so the lore doesn't break for all the people who run our uh, fandom wiki page, we are still in the airline hangar. Don't worry. Um, by the way, shout out to our fandom wiki page moderators. Um, um, let's see. One of them's name is Minion Two Ply, and the other one is oh. Xbox One controller. Very oh, are, another one's name. Xbox the, record that. Those are actually both uh, Madison from the, the previous episode. I knew it. That checks out. After all this um, she forgot her what, login. I think what TJ was trying to do was go into the next game. Um, with his very poor transition. Very poor. Um, so the next game we want to talk about, it hasn't come out yet, right? This series actually has never come out yet. It's it been, comes out tomorrow. It, 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 it's it pretty impressive tomorrow, that they're uh, trying to release three games in the series we've never heard of before. Yeah, no, that's right. It's, it's pretty insane that Bioware is just coming out of the gate after their massive success on Anthem and is just making <laughs> okay. a trilogy of games <laughs> come out all at the same time. It's Off pretty, of all that Anthem money they um, made. Yeah. Um, but it comes out tomorrow, but a lot of people have gotten it early because some Best Buys let them out early, and some people got their shipments a few days early. Wait, wasn't there uh, something about the most expensive version not even coming with the game? Yeah, the 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 uh, special edition, just like the special edition for Mass Effect Andromeda, came with like uh, all the typical trappings of a special, like a collector's edition of a game, but. Uh, Without the game, it came with a steel book, uh, some pins, uh, like a fully wearable N7 helmet, uh, and a oh. couple other things. Well, I, I kind of would want not the a game. I kind of would want yeah. the helmet. Do they sell the helmet separately? Do they do not? Uh, but uh, it doesn't yikes. come with a digital code for the game. It it does not. Oh. It, it it's just the extra material. Like it literally comes with the steel book for the game. Like And then put, no disc whatsoever. No no disc. You like uh GameStop for a while was selling like a bundle of the two separate items to get together. 
Um, that makes sense. But I remember the, they did the same thing with Mass Effect Andromeda, and no one seems to remember it. But I no mean, one played that game but you. No one played that game but me. Uh, I mean, that shouldn't say that I liked it. But uh, <laughs> they, did, they, they did the same thing, because uh, they basically had the Mako equivalent. Uh, like, it was a remote control car. Mm. At, with the special edition for uh, Andromeda, and then it also wow. came with it came with the steel, oh, like the Blackout special no edition, game. where you got the remote control C four. Yeah, but at least you got the game for that. Yeah, you did yeah. get the game for that. So wow. uh, um, I did. I I did not want to support that, so I did not get the special edition. I just got the the default one. I got it on Xbox. I'm picking it up tomorrow. I'm excited to play it. Uh, though I have opinions on some of the changes that they made. Uh, yeah, I have uh, not. I, cause I, before before you go, Cody, cause I know you're a big Mass Effect fan. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the original trilogy, two, is still one of my favorite games of all time. Mass Effect Two. I've played through the entire trilogy twice, but I've played two probably not nearly as much as you have, Dylan. But I've played it probably four times through. Uh, and, uh every time I rebought it, I had to play it again. I think I owed it. I own Xbox 360. I have the updated version for Xbox One, where they updated one and two. Um, I have the PS3 and the PC version. So yeah, they, 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 they didn't do they didn't do one for Xbox One. They did. Uh, I thought they updated the textures of Mass Effect One on the Xbox. No. No, yeah. no. I think well, I think I think yeah. So, I mean, the Xbox has the backwards compatibility so you i think you're just playing the the 360 version but it probably the pop the, the crazy pop in of textures was probably a little bit better yeah it was it, it definitely ran better so they, i thought yeah but it's probably just because yeah it was a better system i mean uh mass effect one for being a 14 year old game it looks pretty fucking good language, language. hey hey hey, hey uh, i'm getting loud so cody knows the game oh here. sorry I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, i'll i don't know i don't know how to speak spanish it. Let me write down the time code. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I'll just I'll just quit. <laughs> He'll just get some quid and throw it your way. That shut you no, up. No, it's fine. <laughs> the pay you off. It takes two seconds to bleep it. It's not a big deal. But yeah, I I some of the changes they're making for Legendary Edition are very strange. Uh, especially the default. Uh, female Shepard from Mass Effect 1 because they're basically importing a Mass Effect 3 texture into the game and it it looks very out of place and I don't know what they did I don't know what they did to her face but she has a, a very dead, like her eyes are dead are they, are they doing um, same voice acting or did they recast and re-record this is, the game isn't redone or anything. It's just it's it's just a re, it's like a reskin. They're they're just importing uh, textures and unifying HUD elements. Um, Cody, are you more of a a Paragon or Renegade kind of guy? Um, I'm more of a um, chocolate. I remember punch. that mission. It was kind of crazy when uh, yeah the Corians said we really got to do something about this chocolate fudge. And then and then the collector yeah. showed up and we're like we're here to collect your fudge. And Shepard has to stop them, and it's pretty messy. And Martin Sheen was just there as himself. Yeah, and he said, "I'm Martin Sheen. Don't 
don't pay attention to my so son. Have you ever seen the movie Gandhi where we have a, a white guy play Gandhi? He's half, I think he's half Indian. And then he was like, uh, hey, I'm playing Jedgar Hoover in this new movie on HBO Max. And I'm in and he was the like, one of the Transformers. Hey, I'm playing fake Mandarin in Iron He's one of the, he's uh, Merlin and Transformers. What? That's Stanley Tucci. Ah, it's Ben Kings. <laughs> Stanley Tucci and Ben Kingsley are different people. Speaking of Merlin, uh, Merlin factors into my wonderful oh, script. Oh no. You know there's already a deep uh, Okay, we yeah, official, I'm, I'm down to officially start this. Okay. Alright, here it is, everyone. This is the moment you've been waiting for. And a pretty prompt 30 minutes in. That's not uh, bad. Cody, can you <laughs> oh, start uh, really, like really, really, his, uh... his movie title? Okay. Oh, hold on, hold on. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, so, um, those of you listening at home, now it is time to begin the DCOMS um, competition. Please listen well. Why don't you call it decompetition? Uh, that's really good, actually. That's really good. Wow, that's Let's really not do it. good. It's too good. You're gonna come. You oh, hold on, hold on. You're gonna come up in <laughs> our too house good for us and show us up like that. Decompetition. I love it, but it's too good. We're not. We've never wow. been that clean. <laughs> never. We're gonna call it the decompetition. Yeah, just because we have just to because. <laughs> the <key. laughs> okay. Decomp de- tournament. tournament. No, you had an uh in there. You had a decomp tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Decomp that's, that's it now. Okay. All right. You know I'm putting it. I'm putting it in the docket right now. Yeah. Right. D- write it in the docket. Dot dot dot. Com. Com. Dot. <laughs> dot. Just two dots. I'm trying. Put tournament. No, it has to be a uh tournament. Uh. <laughs> Decomp tournament. That is it. <laughs> uh, I like the apostrophe in there. Okay, that is, um, that's what we're calling this. Um, the order we've decided to go in is Dylan, TJ, then myself. Again, we're each going to describe the plot of our films, uh, any characters, any useful information. Um, and I've given <laughs> us each fake titles, and the fake title for Dylan's is called Chock Full of Hams. Hams being What is the acronym, acronym for, Cody? Um, it stands for... Have a mad summer. summer. Have a mad summer. summer. You better be having a mad summer. <laughs> have a mad summer. That's that actually summer. pretty good. Um, no, but for real, let's let Dylan tell us all about his original OC, OG, OGBYN. Uh, no, that's not, nope, that's not one of that's them. That's not it. That's not his original Disney Channel original movie. Or I had OG no idea that OGBYN. My, uh, feel free to comment on it uh, throughout, while while I'm informing you of my absolute masterpiece. Oh, we never that do that. No way terrible at all. Um, so the name of my film <laughs> is uh, Knights of the Round Lunch Table. It sounds like okay. I'm getting some. Before you say anything, I'm getting some codename Kids Next Door vibes for some reason. You, you, you I could, hate I hate to inform you, you that more for, far off. Dang. I hate to inform you, there is also already a Disney Channel movie called Avalon High. And I think it probably has the <laughs> no, same this, plot. No, this, no, listen, this came out uh, in 2003, so it's okay. Okay, okay it's a little okay. earlier. It's a little right. earlier. Okay, let's um, get situated. I'm ready. I'm ready. 
Uh, 14-year-old Artie Phillips has just moved to Camel Springs, Idaho. His teacher, Mrs. LaFay, introduces him to the class, and he sits next to a boy named Morty, who starts throwing pencils and (laughs) spitballs at him while uh, the class laughs at him relentlessly. His uh, friend uh, joins in, and he's wearing a big, thick black hoodie and a football helmet. Uh, On the way out of... In, in class, class? No, in Wait, class. is the hoodie is the hoodie like okay? Does he have the hoodie on, football he helmet over it? He has the hoodie on, and then the football helmet is over top of it. <laughs> so he, he's uh, okay. a weird kid. Okay. Uh, on the way out of class, Artie is approached by a girl named Gwen and a boy named Lance, who tell him not to worry oh about Morty God. or his friend, who is a total jerk. After the humiliating first chunk of the day, Artie goes to lunch, only to find that the small school's lunchroom has just enough tables for the available students in the room at the moment. Confused, he goes up to the on-duty teacher and asks where he should sit. The teacher pulls out her phone and calls a school janitor named Merle to bring out a new table. Halfway through lunch, Merle (laughs) brings a super dingy circular table into the lunchroom. It looks... almost like one of those early elementary school tables but with longer legs the white and blue paint on the top is extremely faded and along the rim and the bottom of the table are scribblings and drawings on the bottom is a pencil lodged into the wood of the table Merle tries to yank it out and uh, he can't (laughs) seem to get it he looks at Artie and says maybe maybe you'll have better luck with this and he gives him a wink and uh, walks out of the lunchroom Artie sits down at the new table alone and begins to eat his lunch, but then he hears whispers saying his name. Before he has a chance to react, Lance and Gwen come over to sit with him at the table. They ask him how he's doing and have a friendly conversation about their teacher and the bullies. After school, Artie has a dream that he's an armor-clad knight standing up against a ruthless enemy. The next day at lunch, Artie sits at uh, at the ugly table again with Gwen and Lance. Lance mentions how hard the how hard the homework was uh, last night for the ne- next class. Artie panics as he didn't realize there was homework. While he's scrambling to get his materials together, um, Morty and his friend arrive and start uh, teasing him for not having done his homework. Uh, Artie uh, starts freaking out when he realizes that he doesn't have a pencil, and he remembers that the pencil is on the bottom of the of the table. He asks Lance. He asks uh, Lance to try and yank it out for him, and he has no luck. So he reaches over himself, and almost instantly the p- the pencil comes out. Suddenly, the three are transported to a lush green forest and are donned in medieval knight armor. The pencil has transformed into a large sword in Artie's hands. Morty and his friend are nowhere mm. to be seen. Uh, the three encounter a raven who says his name is Anatar. <laughs> Who tells them the land the land of Camelot has been thrown into uh imbalance by dark forces of the evil wizard Mordred and his dark knight. The three frantically try to figure out how to return, but they can't. Anatar tells them the land must be saved for them to return home, and they decide to roll with it and go to a small town where the residents claim they have been victims of the villains. They decide to set a trap, but they are unsuccessful as the villains outsmart them. The three heroes attempt to ambush them once more, but they begin trashing. The villains begin trashing the town. Mordred is firing various magical spells at buildings, while the Dark Knight is chopping away at whatever he can see. 
the trio retreats from the town after their miserable defeat, and Anatar uh, alerts them that the town has been completely lost, and they retreat to Camelot, which the trio notices is very similar to Camel Springs. Anatar <laughs> leads them <laughs> to a castle in, that is suspiciously in the same sp- place as their high school in Camel Springs. Oh, no. The castle is abandoned, abandoned and crumbling to disrepair. Anatar informs the trio that long ago Knights of the Round Table defended the land from forces of darkness, and their unshakable bond of friendship was the key to their victory under the tutelage of the Master Wizard Merlin. After the knights died of natural causes, Merlin va- vanished from the world. The trio finds a large round table that looks very similar to their lunch table. The three of them have a moment of panic and they become worried about this bond of friendship since they've just met one another and aren't really close. How could they think they could fight uh, like the Knights of the Round Table who are so close to one another? Suddenly, they hear frantic, frantic <laughs> shouting. The, the duo of Mordred and the Dark Knight have arrived in Camelot. The trio grabs their weapons and tries to engage the enemy. Mordred casting uh, powerful spells and the Dark Knight continuing to chop of whatever he can see. Gwen discovers she can too, she too can cast magical spells and tosses one at Mordred, whose outer appearance is revealed to be an illusion, and he falls to his knees. <clears throat> it is revealed that Mordred and the Dark Knight are actually Morty and his friend. I Wait, know. no way! Whoa! It's, it's the, it's the, this is the big twist. All right. Uh, as they engage in heated combat, Lance and Gwen get separated by Morty's magic. The Dark Knight is bonked on the head and passes out by Lance. Um, Morty and Artie are uh, engaged in one-on-one combat in a magical swirling vortex of magic. Uh, <laughs> okay. Artie asks Morty why he's so angry, and Morty breaks down, revealing it's because he's so lonely. Artie reaches out his hand and offers to be his friend. And the vortex expands and the town is shredded apart. Morty's expression slowly changes as he takes Artie's hand. And the world flashes back to the lunchroom. Artie stands still as he looks at the pencil in his hand that says Excalibur. Always, always friendship. He says, I finally get it. (laughs) To which Lance responds, what do you mean? And Artie says, the bond of friendship wasn't about working together to fight an enemy. It was about the willingness to reach out your hand and offer friendship, even to someone that we think might be an enemy. And he turns to Morty and his friend and says, welcome to the round lunch table. And then as the, as, (laughs) as the camera pans out, the, uh, the janitor walks by and he says, told you, you figured out as he walks away. His shirt clearly says Merlin. I I <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm speechless I have... because Dylan, I cannot help but wonder if the knights of the lunch the the lunch the knights of the round lunch table <laughs> what's the title <laughs> the knights of the round lunch, lunch. <laughs> the knights of the lunch lunch it's the the night the knights of the lunch the lunch the round ra- will the this lunch. will this take place. Where in the scheduled 2003 decomps will this be? Because, um, you know, 2003 was a light year for decomps. There's only three additional movies. It was a light year. Um, There's only three. What, yeah. they, what they 
lacked in numbers, they made up in quality. Um, okay, well, they had Elliot's Billy Dollar and Eddie's Billy Dollar Cookoff. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Cheetah Girls. That year. That's some yes, slander. It's okay. And a full court miracle. Uh, oh, never mind. That one's left. I'm going to say it came out uh, soon after Eddie's Million Dollar Cookout. Oh, so we're talking about a summer release here. The summer release. Yeah, that's probably a big summer release. Uh, I have uh, a couple notes. I okay, don't know if that's okay. Oh, wait, it's not my movie. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm open to, uh, so, to, to criticism. I, I just want to say I felt like I was being read a Magic Treehouse book. And I want to say that was very good. Um, it felt like a real yeah, story. Mine's not like that. And I think your sights are a little, a little too high yeah. for Disney. <laughs> See, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this could no, be listen. A, this could be in a movie theater. <laughs> We're doing no, 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 no. But listen, no, that's pushing it. That's this pushing is, it. Uh, this is from the same writers and director as Under Wraps, so you know mm. it's high quality. Mm. See, this felt like an ABC primetime movie. That you know, it's actually an ABC Family movie, but they put it on ABC. I should, I should also, first, I should also state that parent. it was uh, the special effects and um, I was going to say, yes, special were by the same. Pe- they were they were done by the same people who did Xenon. Okay, I was literally going to ask that. Okay, no, I wasn't. No, no, I was going to ask for okay, Xenon yeah. Warrior Princess. It's the same thing. Um, question. <laughs> Did you happen to think on who would star in it, or would it be one of those decoms that has like all It's going to be all original casts. Uh, I would also. I haven't. I, I wanted to put someone as Merlin, but I couldn't quite uh, place a good actor for him. Uh, I'm, up to, I'm open to recommendations. I feel like a really good Merlin um, would be the. Dad from Phil of the Future. Yes. I think I He's got he that look. Like he looks like he would be a janitor. Yeah. I think that's fair yeah. to say. He's he has he's he's got lanky janitor energy. Okay. Um No, that was a very solid film. Um lots of details, lots of plot. We knew where it was going. Uh, it was a, it was gripping. Um, I think my favorite character was unnamed Black yeah, Knight. He has no name. The entire movie, he does not get a name drop. <laughs> does he speak no. a line? Does he get to sit at the round yeah. table? Okay, <laughs> he's just a mute. It's yeah, it was basically so the uh, so Disney could get away with paying him uh, as an extra. No, that makes sense. That checks out. All right. Um, any yeah, last words your, you'd like your, to say about what's it? What's your you yourself like for people to vote on yours? Before you even heard ours, why is yours better oh, than yeah. ours already? I don't know. It's got Merlin. Okay, I don't have Merlin in mind, so that's that fair. Is fair. See? I don't have Merlin in mind. I mean, I, there, there's, always right, time, there's always time to change it on the fly. So, so um, my movie... I have debated, and I, I put here 2004 and 2005. It's either the tail end mm. of 2004, we're talking like uh, a good, no, maybe even like a September release, and you know, like a back-to-school release before we get to the Halloween decoms, or maybe right after that. 
or it's a very early on February, January 2005 film. And my film right. is Good News. And good is spelled G-O-O-D-E, like the last name. I'm, I'm it's sure Good it is. News, everyone. Now. <laughs> oh, that was a nice Simpsons reference. Uh, I love The Simpsons. Uh, actually, so that oh, though man, the title is a Futurama Simpsons. reference, uh, part of my plot is a Simpsons, I don't know what that is. Simpsons episode reference. And let's see if you can figure that okay. out within like the first five seconds of me explaining this. So our main character is 16-year-old, very good, played by Hilary Duff. Hey, could you say her first Vera? name again? Vera? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, Cody. Can you remind me of the, the, the title? Of the the title is Good News. Good News, okay. Um, so Vera Good. Okay. I don't so know Vera what Good. This is a Beetleborg level story. Got about. it. Played by Hilary Duff. Um, she's a 16-year-old high schooler, um, part of the newspaper club, and the classic town, Chester, Vermont. Oh, hell yeah. uh, I have done a lot of research on Chester, <laughs> Vermont for this. The, the school she goes okay. to is Green Mountain Union High School. Oh, TJ, that is yeah, very I, weird. I, the high no, the high school in mine is has really? a very similar name. Well, this is a real high we'll school. Get there, this is a real high we'll school get there Chester, though. Apparently. Um, and oh. part of the school newspaper, she is sent to the local museum to write a story on the story of Chester, Vermont. And while there, she can't help but be amazed at looking at this one particular item. Of course, I'm talking about the famous Chester item, the Popple Dungeon Drum. Everybody's favorite drum from probably the 1840s in Chester, Vermont. She is enamored by it. She cannot take her eyes <laughs> off of it, and she knows she must write an article on it. The museum curator... A question, is this a yes. real artifact? It is okay. at the one museum in Chester called the Museum in Chester, Vermont. I couldn't find a name for it. I don't think it's actually a museum. I think it's the town hall center, and they just have a little like display. And one of them is the Popple Dungeon Drum. So yes, um, okay. So she's enamored by it. The museum curator comes by, uh, played by Dustin Hoffman. I didn't care for the museum. Curator <laughs> how, 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 how they get Dustin Hoffman for this? <laughs> <laughs> He owed a guy a favor. Really? Yeah, he owed Dustin a guy a favor. Dustin Hoffman. Okay? He, he's only in this one scene. All right. And this is this is too this is okay. too big budget already. <laughs> he had some tax tax evasion, and he need he needed some quick some money now. This, this is community, community service. service. Being good news for one scene. Uh, Dustin Hoffman comes over to Hillary Duff, examining the Popple Dungeon Drum. Says, "Oh, I see you're noticing the Popple Dungeon Drum." She's like, "Oh." That's what it's called. I I haven't noticed how long how long was I here, and he's like, oh, only a few minutes. Uh, you know, it happens to most people who come visit this museum. They are, uh, they are immobilized by the beauty and the mystique of this drum. Uh, she's like, can you tell me any more about it? And he says, well, that's the thing. Uh, we don't know much about this drum, just that it's always been here in this part of the town, and we know it's legend says. That if the Popple Dungeon Drum was ever removed, the town's economy would fail and we'd have a locust storm and ten years of darkness. And she starts freaking out hearing this. And she's like, oh, uh, thanks, Dustin Hoffman. 
And she's like, I gotta go home and write this write this report for my school newspaper. So she goes home. She goes home. She sees her her dad, single father. Uh, I am not gonna pronounce his last name right. You're gonna have to correct me, Cody. Brian Stepanic. Stepanic. What? Stepanic. Stepanic. Brian Stepanic. Stepanic. Uh, most yeah. famous for being Arwen. What else is he? Sweet like Zach he Cody. He's Arwen and ah. Sweet like Zach and Cody. It's Arwen. Um, he is not named. Yeah. He's only referred to as Mr. Good throughout the film. Um, but uh, we'll get to a fun fact about him when we get there in the plot. And her kid brother, played by Moises Aris. Uh, okay, he would be like five years no, he's old. he's ten. I looked okay. it up. Yeah, he, he's he that plays old? a much younger character in Hannah Montana. He's born in ninety four. Okay, okay. Wait, is it, is this is that the kid? Is oh that the God. kid who plays it's Rico um, in Hannah the, Montana? Yeah, okay. Rico in Hannah Montana. Um, he's born in ninety four. Way older than I thought. He plays yeah. Kyle Good. Kyle Good, the uh, the ten year old brother of uh, Very Good, and he's just he he's doing you know, some classic like little brother like hey hey I'm a little little stinker and like she's like ah oh, you're so annoying leave me alone I have to like deal this paper and he's like oh what'd you do in the paper on it she's like this really cool drum you wouldn't get it and he's like yeah as if anybody would ever care about this drum so going to school right the father has prepared a horrible breakfast because classic shenanigans he's a single dad and he it's 2004 he can't do expected domestic work so we make fun of him for it like he's got some burnt toast and he's like oh honey you didn't touch your breakfast and she's like uh, okay dad well i'm gonna go to school now and then we cut to her going to school where she meets up with her best friend and head of the newspaper club shia labeouf and shia labeouf plays the character <laughs> kent lane his name, his name is shia labeouf Kent, Kent Lane. Lane, like what are you talking Kent about? And Lois Lane. Um, he he is a huge Why? fan can we, can of we, Superman. Can we end the call? He's a huge fan of the Superman comics, but his favorite comic <laughs> character is actually Lois Lane and idolizes her. Wants to uh, pursue her career choice and thinks that Clark Kent is a wasted character. Uh, he his they 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 have the same career. They're both uh, his, his um, admiration for Lois Lane has forced he forced the school to rename. The Chronicle, the Chester Chronicle, to the Daily Chester, uh, but he is shorted to the DC. How, how did, okay. can, can, uh, can I get the DC? Like, and this can is I, can I get can I get an elaboration? How did he force them to do this? Um, his dad is the principal. What that that is some okay. that is some yeah. abuse of power. Abuse of power right there. But in this in this sense, Kent Lane is a pretty cool guy, and uh, of course, very very good that has no friends besides Kent Lane, and. But you see here, they're about to go to class, and they're like, hey, um, make sure that our AT&T wireless OGO IM devices are synced so we can communicate with each other throughout school. This is what we call a smoking gun. I'm sure this will come back. These IM devices will come back at some point. Wink, wink. Was that that product placement how they got the money to pay for Dustin Hoffman? Yes, that's how they got Dustin Hoffman. AT&T money paid for Dustin Hoffman for like 20 seconds. So, at this time, B-plot, B-plot, we cut to Boston, right? Major city, kind of near Vermont. At the Boston Globe, at the Boston Globe, famous newspaper company right there, where we see 
Jim Cummings, not Jim Cummings, oh, he's, oh, spoiler alert, where we see D.B. Sweeney, most famously known as the voice of Oladar <laughs> from Disney's Dinosaur, or the voice of Sitka, the <laughs> older brother and brother bear who is killed, and Joaquin Phoenix is like, I gotta go kill the bear, and then Jeremy Saras becomes, like, yeah. You know, you, we got it. Uh, D.B. Sweeney. Okay. Who plays the character... Mr. Bert the Biz Aro, but his friends call him Biz, so his name is Mr. Biz Aro. Bizarro. He, and, just, and he plays, all a, he plays a disgruntled reporter for the Boston Globe. His wife let him left him, and his boss says his if, wife he, let him. if he does not get a scoop big enough to be on the front paper of the Boston Globe, he's fired. So he's like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? He decides... His wife kicked him out. He needs to go for a drive. His car happens to run out of gas at a... He goes up north because he's trying to make it the main. And his car happens to run out of gas in a little town known as Chester, Vermont. And looking to get directions for a gas station, he enters in the museum the night before. We see this. It's a flashback from the day before. And there he notices Hilary Duff and Dustin Hoffman looking... At the drum. That's right. We have an angle. We see them. But now from a different perspective. And he's like, hmm, this drum. What if I can do something about it? We cut away. We don't know what he's going to do. We hear on the announcements during third period. I don't know why third period, but why not? We'll go with it. The principal goes, if anybody has any idea what happened to the popple dungeon drum, you need to report to my office right now. Right now, Hillary's like, that's strange. I was just writing a paper on that. Shia's like, or, okay, sorry, his name's Kent. Kent is like, Vera, weren't you just writing a paper on the Popple Dungeon Drum? She's like, yeah, but I saw it last night. I don't know. It was still at the museum last time I saw it. And then over, over here, town bully hears, oh, so you stole the Popple Dungeon Drum then? She's like, no, why would I, why would I do that? I just wrote this paper. Like, oh, yeah, well... If you didn't steal it, why don't you go open your locker for us? And she's like, fine. And we all go, ooh. And the principal comes out because he's got nothing else to do with his job. And all of the people are lined up. And they create a perfect, like, Moses part in the Red Sea. Moises Arias part in the Red Sea. And her (laughs) locker, for some reason, is in the very middle of the school. And there's a spotlight on it. And she's like, yeah, fine. I open up my locker all the time. Here we go. Let Let me show you that. It's no big deal. So she goes to open the locker. She's about to put the code in. It gets very tense. It zooms in. The music intensifies. She's about to open it. She did the wrong combination. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. You thought thought she was going to open it. She gets it right the second time, though. And guess what? The Popple Dungeon Drum is there. (gasps) She immediately runs. She's on the run. She doesn't even... Where's she run to? She run, she had, did she take the drum? She she goes and runs back to him. And it's like, Dad, Dad, like, I'm being framed. Uh, they think I took this drum. I didn't take this drum. You can, you gotta help me. And he's like, Alright, um, I know you just learned to drive, but here, take my keys. Take your brother and get out of here. <laughs> like, I, you need the... <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'll, 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 he's, like, he's like, I'll message you on your AT&T wireless OGO when, when it cools down here. Uh, he's like, me and Kent will figure things out here. You figure out, you, you just stay safe. So she goes and takes uh, her brother brother with her. And she takes the drive. The problem is, uh, 
she doesn't know where her mom is now. By the way, um, they're just divorced, not a dead wife. But she remembers her <laughs> uncle works in Boston as a super at a hotel. She as a what? she goes to yeah what a as super. a what at a hotel like a mechanic a super. Do you what know those super? It's like mean? the term for a mechanic at a residential building. It's oh, a, yeah, it's okay. Arwen. So, she goes to the Tifton, where we, we see Arwen Hauschauser played she goes to by the Brian... in the Sweet Life universe. <laughs> we'll get there. Played by Brian Stemming. He's in the movie twice. I, 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 he plays Mr. Good and Arwen. He plays his own brother. Okay, so Arwen has a it looks twin exactly brother like looks him. exactly yes. like him. Yes, they have different last names. I'm glad you say that. This name? is where we find out in a flashback <laughs> that Mr. Good took his wife's last name. When they got married. Okay. That's it. That's um, the only reason they have a different last name. But um, when they get there. Is, is there like a whole like one minute scene where they look into the, dead into the camera and explain that? <laughs> no. Um, it's You just see like, you'll see like a panning of like the the honeymoon and wedding pictures. And the, you see a zoom in on the signing. And it has name change papers for the dad. So it's not actually explicitly told to you. You have to be paying attention but, visually. But wait, you you just said that the camera zooms in. That yeah, but if you're six, you don't know what that means. But that's why they have two different last names. So back home now. So she's right away, and she's like, "I need your help." And it zooms in, and we find out the uncle looks just like the dad, and it's Arwen. And then it cuts back to Shia LaBeouf, okay. and. Brian again, but as Mr. Good this time, freaking out. I'm like, what are we going to do? We have to do something. We have to help out. There's a knock on the door. The knock on the door is from Jim Cummings, who plays Robert D. Tracy, the only detective. Why, why is it Jim Cummings? Oh, why is it Jim Cummings? Yeah. Oh, because he plays yes. Bonkers, the only police detective of the 90s afternoon block of Disney, of Disney Channel. Did you not know that he's Bonkers, the the police officer? I feel like Jim Cummings. I, I feel like I feel like Jim Cummings, on top of Dustin Hoffman, is making most of those movies. Hey, he's got he's got he's, he's got he's he's been in Disney stuff. All right, he's Robert D. I, Tracy. Oh, well, I mean he he's he, he's Winnie the he's Pooh. Been a lot he's of been in Disney stuff. stuff. Yeah, he's he is in but he but, is Disney but he's stuff. not decom stuff. He's well, like he is. He's. They have a lot of AT and T money. They threat. They have no, a lot of AT and T. He's capital D Disney. They threatened to. No, they they threatened to take away his role as. Yeah, if he didn't appear in this, appear in he, no, plays, actually, he plays. He plays Robert uh, D. We... Tracy, the only detective of Chester, Vermont, and he's like, Mister Good, uh, come on, I know you're in there, and look, we know your daughter took this drum. It's not that big of a deal. We just need you to come out here and admit it from front of the presses, and Mister Good's like. Oh, um, uh, can you come in and help me? I, I had a, I'm trying to cook dinner and I don't know what to do. And uh, Robert D. Tracy, the detective, is like, really, Mr. Good, this is not what, it's not appropriate. This is not what my job is. She's like, please, I'm really having a hard time here. My wife left me. I'm a single dad. And here we get a little fun montage of Detective Tracy and Mr. Good just having a great time trying to cook dinner together for Shia LaBeouf, Kent Lane, who is pretending to be his son, who is gone right now, because Shia LaBeouf, Kent Lane knows 
he can get the inside scoop from the detective. He can clear Vera's name. So he takes out his AT&T wireless OGO IM device and messages Hillary Duff very good and says, Hey, the detective is on to you. You need to find some proof on your end, and I can I can make sure you are innocent on my end. They, so they make a plan. So we cut back to them looking with Arwen. And they're like, Uncle Arwen, we need your help. And he's like, what? They explain the situation. He's like, no, that's not good. Well, we'll find out what happened to the drum. Just then, two young blonde twins walk by and say, oh my God. did you say drum? Enter Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Yes, this is going to be the introduction and pilot of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Dylan and Cole Sprouse say, yeah, okay. I think we might know something about a drum. Yeah, that pretty bizarre looking guy that's been angry in our hotel lobby recently has been talking about how to get rid of this drum and where he dumped it off at. And Hillary Duff says, bizarre guy. Cut to Mr. Bert Bizarro congratulating himself at his wonderful scheme, writing up his report and handing it to his boss. And the boss is like, this is this is amazing. The Popple Dungeon Drum has been stolen. This is national news. You know what? You, you know what, Aro? You're getting a raise. Aro's having a great time. He's loving it. <laughs> so now they figured out who wronged them. But how are the boys, Arwen, mm-hmm. Moises, <laughs> Moises Arias, and Hilary Duff going to get back at him? Well, they're going to dye his swimming pool blue. And they're going to... It's Big Fat Liar. So it's Big Fat Liar. Yep. Okay. It, uh, fast right. forward. Let's, let's fast forward. This. Essentially, let's, let's um, she finds out that she records that it was Biz that did everything, sends it, messages it to Shia and says, look at your electronic mail. I sent you an audio link. And then Shia, with the help of his principal father and the very now famous The Daily Chester, which has moved on from the high school newspaper to the town newspaper because of this. Jim Cummings arrest D.B. Sweeney. What happened to the town newspaper? Oh, the town newspaper, they, they didn't have one. Uh, oh. <laughs> the Chester Chronicle. Yeah, the no, Chester Chronicle. I'd like to, I, I would like the viewers at home to know that uh, Cody's face has and been one of pain. The last, the last, like the last, <laughs> the last line, the last line. We never get to see Hillary Duff actually be cleared. It's just Shia calls her up and says, "Have I got some good news for you?" Okay, <sighs> so that was mine. That I feel nothing but <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh... Uh, I will um, say number one, it didn't have Merlin. Number number two, <laughs> it uh, it definitely didn't have a scene where someone jumps into a pool that is actually Jello, like uh, the hit film uh, "Don't Look Under the Bed." I love the hit film Jello Pool. Uh, uh, you, you and there was like no, that, there was no reference to Sir Francis Bacon. Like you, uh, don't you didn't like that my either. movie was a soft uh, pilot for the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody series. Hmm. It was I mean, that was a twist. That was a twist, but the way that you had to work in why Arlo's name was different <laughs> made it 
Like now, you know, now you're gonna have to have a reason. Why? Why would it need to be in there in the first place? Well, in fact, like I, I limited it should, myself. It should, it, should be, it should be in the show. It should be in the show that uh, his name changed, right? No, 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 no. Arwen keeps or his name. Or you just don't Ar- name Arwen the dad. His good. Name. Dad changed his name. They're two separate oh, people. They're twins. twins yeah, by the I same thought that person. was funny. <laughs> Oi! You'd think that Arwen would bring up that he was a twin when he's dealing with the twins in Sweet Life. No, he's, maybe he's a humble man. Maybe, maybe he never really talks li- about his personal life. He, I mean, maybe, maybe his life with his twin brother is just so rough that he doesn't want to talk about it. And that's why he's so... Maybe, maybe right. we can retcon it so he's incredibly depressed every time he sees the twins in uh, Sweet Life. Oh, and the only way you can tell Mr. Good and Arwen apart is that Mr. Good doesn't wear glasses. It's a Clark Kent Fair reference. Enough. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Arwen wears wear glasses. glasses. I don't I'm think he does. A picture of Arwen from Sweet Life. I want you to fact check that. I don't think Arwen. Arwen wears glasses. Uh, I, I hate. He wears I glasses. Hate to defend TJ. I hate to defend TJ, but I think no. he does. He wears glasses. I only know that because the progressive it. commercial with Brian, you. he's not wearing glasses. I'm like, he looks different. Yeah, I, he's got glasses. No, th- th- those aren't glasses. Those, like those are. Nice volcano, Barbara. I'm looking at that, that picture right now, too. <laughs> uh, everyone at home, please Google, please Google Arwen Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And one of the first images. See, I, I was doing. It's just Arwen waving. And it says, nice volcano. See, I, nice I, volcano, Barbara. Dormant. Dormant. What does that mean? Oh my god! I'm putting that on the Twitter. Okay, I want to say I had had some great, Uh, uh, (laughs) I had some great continuation of my last decom, which was all Batman themed. So this one was uh, Superman. That's pretty good. Um. Okay, any last to words defend to my defend movie? your movie? I was the only one brave enough to cast an actor to play two separate roles in the same film. That's true. Um, Alright, I think I'm going to go ahead and do mine now. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, introduce, I'll introduce I do your apologize for you. Hold on, hold on. I have one, one thing I do have to say. I do apologize. It appears someone outside decided that 7 o'clock <laughs> on a Thursday was a good time to eat. <laughs> So there's just going to be a buzzing sound constantly because seven o'clock on a Thursday is weed eating time. Apparently um, TJ, I, yeah, I'm excited for your rip rolling tail. That is Jellystone smelly stone. <laughs> okay. That was of course a fake title. Just like TJ's fake title was jam. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I just have to start off by, um, I'll tell you when it happened, uh, when it came out. Um, this buzzing is absolutely infuriating. I don't know if you we all can hear it, but it's we, like right we outside can't hear my it, window. But, uh, it might be. I can't hear it from. Uh, it might yeah. be on the recording. I'll cut it out as best I can, but it's just distracting me. But I'll Either focus way. on this. Uh, so, I decided to go a little bit more modern with my oh. Um One thing that I've been doing a lot lately Um is uh my girlfriend and i have been watching a lot of bad movies on disney plus oh mr the boogity man why wouldn't we mr mr boogity is amazing i don't want to hear it 
Also, it's not a it's not uh, a Disney Channel movie. movie. Thank you very much. It's a movie that came. No, it's a movie that came out on Disney Channel, but <laughs> it was before the decoms existed. Um, but um, and we noticed there's quite a bit of a pattern. Uh, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of musicals. Um, way more than you'd ever think. So I decided I'm going to do a Disney Channel musical. So that's what I did. Um, I did write some of the songs. I'm not going to play them because I didn't think of a way to, um, I didn't think of a way to get the technology to work, to put it in discord and like have your reactions to it. Um, but I did write out a few of the songs. I might put them on uh, Twitter or Patreon. Sweet um, Jesus. But a couple of things I noticed. Um, so the main, of course, Do you have lyrics? Disney Channel musicals, high school musical. Yes. Did you record the lyrics? Yes. Cody. <laughs> Listen. So the main right. one was High School Musical, right? And from there, there are a couple categories. There's High School Musical, which was like original cast, um, throwing everything in. That's what I'm, that's basically what mine is. Uh, but then there is a Disney Channel uh, actor vehicle, which was um, Teen Beach Movie. Oh, wait, Teen Beach Movie or Teen Beach Movie 2? have been Disney Channel stuff before. It's uh, Teen Beach what? 2, not Teen Beach Movie 2. Uh, honestly, I, you should be I'm not, actually. I'm, I feel better um, that I got that wrong. And honestly, you should be embarrassed. So, uh, then there is a remake, the Freaky Friday remake from 2018. Wait, a remake a of a Oh, no. Um, yes, a remake of a remake. It came out in 2018. It's atrocious. Is it also? Um, I kind of recommend okay. it. I have not rewatched the 2003, 2003 or four Freaky Friday remake with Jamie Lee Curtis. One of them. Um, is that movie uh-huh. racist? Because don't they, they switch because of a fortune cookie? Yeah, the, uh, no, yes. Yes. The, the yes. answer, the answer is yes. yes. Is it still a good yes. movie? <laughs> yes. Uh, fun fact, the... However, the remake is just Fun fact, the horrible. woman who is the, woman who is the daughter it, uh, of the Chinese restaurant proprietor there is actually a Japanese woman who plays Keiko O'Brien in uh, Star Trek Next Generation and Star Trek Deep oh, Space that Nine. that is Keiko, yeah. isn't it? I never put that together in my brain. Yikes. Um... Yeah. big yikes uh, however um i just wanted to set some of that up i'm doing a more standard uh musical all original cast uh this probably would have come out in like 2013 wow really pushing the album um, so yeah not directly post high school musical so the high school musical trilogy has wrapped and they're Did trying to recapture the magic 2007 no. i think 2008 might have been two because i think it I think it came out 2006, 2007, 2008. Are you came sure? Out okay, no, okay. I vividly remember, and I might be wrong. This might have been when I crossed the list dimension. I vividly remember that High School Musical premiered January 1st, 2005. What? It, it's, 2000, it's 2006, 2007, 2008. I swear, what came out? I swear I watched High School Musical January 1st, 2005. Maybe I just had a fever dream, and I okay. Well, I'm here to. It may, it may have, I'm here to tell you you didn't because it came out January two thousand six, and that's how I want it to be. <laughs> okay, well, congratulations. It didn't. Oh, um, so glad we got that cleared up. Uh, um, so this is like 2013. TJ might just not have any concept of time, and that is just confirmation. I think I really does. don't, honestly. Okay, let me get into this. So, here's some background info. All our main characters are students. 
at Greenwood High School. Hey, that's a lot like my high school. We both went with Green. Green, Yours Greenwood, mine was Green Mountain. Greenwood. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's in... It's it's in... Uh, not determined what state it is. It's somewhere in the Midwest. I love in the um, tour of Midwest. So there is an upcoming holidays dance. Just remember that there's going to be a dance for the holidays coming up. So right this is a woke movie. This is woke. Okay. Or, no, 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 no. It's just it's a okay. bunch of holidays. So, um, I'll get to the title in a second. You'll have to understand the characters before you get okay. the title. Okay. Re- Are you prepared? Me. So the main protagonist is um. So of course it's gonna be a romance. Um, the, uh, the female partner in the rom- eventual romance. Her name is Jess Cadence. Uh, she's popular-ish. Okay, you cannot say grades. you cannot say um, Jess but, Cadence and get mad at very good. Yes, I can because Jess Cadence uh, just, is just yeah, a name. Cadence, what, no one on the planet is named TJ. What is Jess Cadence? like a deep floor reference to that's not yeah, a pun like, it stands for name. just cadence okay what does that mean <laughs> just no the it doesn't go ahead go ahead you fool <laughs> I'll, I'll continue um so she plays softball mm. she's a pitcher okay she's really good at it but she doesn't really want to do it after high school because she doesn't just want it she doesn't want to do it in college uh what she wants to do right now is focus on her grades for college applications um because she really wants to be a public school librarian that's like her goal in life Okay, so let me run down again, make sure you got it. She's a pitcher for pitcher the softball, softball team. team. Now, the secondary protagonist, his name is Harry Meyer. <laughs> uh, average guy. He's in marching band. He plays trombone. That's, that's awesome. So we can watch um, him on the bus. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so his really only defining character trait is he has a crush on the senior drum major. Sounds we'll like we'll get a to her in player. a second. Um, yeah, it really does. <laughs> Right, uh, has a crush on the senior drum major that he has no chance with because again he's just kind of the most normal guy in the world. Um, so again, one of our protagonists is the pitcher for the softball team, and the others in marching band. The title of the film is don't, "Strike Up the Band." Don't, don't do this, Stewie. Don't do this. Who's Stewie. with me? So this is a reference to the nineteen forties movie yep. "Strike Up the Band." Starring Mickey I knew Rudy I knew Mickey Rudy was going to come back at some point in this. <laughs> yeah, so does... Now, Disney does not own that movie, but I looked it up. It's not illegal to make another movie the same now, title well, as another. Does, yeah, so Mickey, does Mickey Rooney make an appearance? Does he do uh, yellow face? Does he I think do he yellow, was dead by face? then. No, Mickey Rudy, so, Mickey Rudy no, lived until like 2015, right? I don't know. He died in 2014. Oh, no, yeah, he's in it. This is his last film. This is the last film of iconic (laughs) (laughs) Instead of it being Night at the Museum. And we know he'd be in a decom because he's in Phantom of the Megaplex. So it checks out. Um, So let me give you some side characters and we'll get into the plot. So both Jess and Harry have best friends. Jess's best friend is named Greg. He's a himbo. Um, they've been family friends since forever. They have like a brother sisterly bond, completely platonic. Uh, he's a football player. He's like a star, uh, football player. Um, and as we'll see in the plot, he gets a little jealous of Harry and Jess hanging out, but he's, he's mostly supportive. He doesn't mean to be, uh, rude or anything. Then we've got Harry's best friend, whose name is Ben Shapiro, um, who's also a trombone player. 
No, no, no. He's just a lovable dork who is always encouraging. Oh. He does have a chronic sneezing condition, though. Oh, um, is... It's not important to the plot. Is this, is it, but... So it's like Stargate. Yeah, it's, uh, I basically okay. started. It has no plot like um, Now, he has a tick. Now, he has a tick where he... Because, um, you know, there's a holiday dance coming up. He is completely adamant that he is going to make it a Halloween dance because that counts as a holiday. <laughs> uh, again, it sounds like something a trombone would do because we're right. all dumb. So, the whole movie, he's talking about how he's going to dress up as an elaborate monster for the dance. And everyone's like, all yeah, right. I'm sure you are. Uh, and then the last... Oh, no, there are actually a couple of characters. So we've got uh, the senior drum major I mentioned earlier. Her name is yeah. Leslie Danton. Leslie Danton. Um, Leslie Danton. Uh, she is our main antagonist. What? You didn't see that coming. Whoa. Uh, yeah. She's power hungry. Wait, drum major in high school? Um, like super power how hungry. How much power can you... Yeah, wow. A drum major in high school being power, power hungry? How much Who'd power can you have in, the, in, this, in this universe? Uh, with this uh she could control we, the entire when band. we see her um, and we realize her actual character is the villain do we have the yeah uh hit the song from the hit film 2016 savant's power ranger powered by kanye but played by the re- uh, rendition by the cast of the movie and it says no one no, no one uh, woman no... could have all that power no, this is not a jukebox hour. musical. This is all original. That does, um, this is all original. Is music. it? Is it what? Is it um, like? So hold on, hold on. Let me let me get through this. I haven't even got to the plot yet. Um, so her main thing right now is she really wants to win a big award uh, for the band. I'll tell you the name of the award in a second. But this is a thing people did in high school. They wanted the like big award for something. Maybe reason. your school. Um, and. But the thing is, she isn't actually doing any of the things she says she is. Like, she's not volunteering. She's not giving kids lessons. She's lying uh, about all of Every it. single um, valedictorian, salutatorian American high schools. Exactly. Um, and she also, just as a power trip, she's like stringing Harry along. Because right, remember, right. Harry has a huge Yikes. crush on her. And she's kind of pulling a... Um, uh, oh, gosh. What is... Gwen from Sky High. That's Wait, the redhead. The redhead. No, the villain oh, from Sky um, High. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Gwen. He's pulling. She's pulling a Gwen and like stringing she's him. A thirty-year-old woman. Um, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> no, she's not a thirty-year-old woman. Um, so Jess has a single father um, who's overprotective oh, way, and kind of way too cocky. Not a bad single way. father much on your decom. Okay, it's a Disney Channel original movie, TJ. Okay, right. We, they're gonna follow the tropes um so he's a single father the, the mother left to pursue her own career left, in the big city <laughs> unnamed, unnamed big, city. big city not in the midwest and no because his wife left he's just kind of overprotective of his daughter but not like the weirdest way it's mostly like he shows up to every softball game and like started showing up to practices because he's a bit of a weirdy does he at least provide um, like orange slices and harry just has normal parents um, here's some more stuff. The softball coach and the band director are married. A lie. Fun facts. And yeah, but why? It comes back. I promise. It all makes sense. Um, so this is the plot outline. Let's go to the very opening shot. Uh, the very opening number is called Everything's Greener <coughs> at Greenwood. Uh, that is the school's motto. 
but everyone is singing it in a sarcastic tone because they're just like waking up to go to school. It's like October, November at this point, probably. November. In the in the in the um, movie, so Jess different. wakes what, up. What and, time of the year is yours coming out? Okay, okay. November. Uh, Jess gets out of bed like seven a.m. Waking up in the morning, she's got to be fresh. Got to go downstairs. Uh, she's got to have the bowl, lyrics of the song. Cereal, Cody. Um, no, that's the I lyrics. Because I was about to say this sounds black. <laughs> eerily familiar to Friday by Rebecca Black. No, I'm not okay. going to give you any lyrics. Um, and again, the song's called Everything Greener at Greenwood, but they're making fun of the stupid um, thing that the principal always says. Um, so she rides her bike to school. This song establishes that she plays softball. It establishes that she just wants to be a librarian. Why is that her dream? Um, Why is and dream then, okay, because okay, just, okay. she wants to be a public school librarian. She had a really good librarian in elementary okay, school. Okay, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take that away. Um, you're you're a teacher, <laughs> TJ. That's your little That's what the job. team TJ stands for. Teacher. Teacher Jerry. Teacher Teacher Jr. Teacher Jr. <laughs> um, so that's the whole song, really. Um, but the number transitions to Harry for unintentional harmony. Uh, he's being driven to school by his mom. So, like, as uh, Jess is locking up her bike, uh, the camera pans over to his car. And Harry gets out, and they sing in harmony, but they don't mm. notice each other. Um, they walk into the school at the same time, but again, they don't really know each other. They know like of a, each other, like a but they're not exactly side by side shot, double door shot, double okay, door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, and then they go into double doors at the same time, one on each side, and the bell rings to end the song. Um, so Jess goes to her homeroom with her favorite teacher, uh, Mr. Baker. Mr. Baker is also the softball coach. Um, and fun fact, Mr. Baker's dad was the band director at this high school for like forty years. So the award that Leslie's trying to win is the uh, Baker Award. So it means a lot to both Mr. Baker, the softball coach, and Mr. Baker's wife, who's the band director. So, Do they call so, the band the Baker's Dozen? Uh, No, because she did not take his last name. Uh, did she take the last name? Did she keep the but last name? But it did kind of stay in the family. No, 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 no. Her name is never said. <laughs> Listen, it's progressive, but not that. Her, it's progressive, but, but not that progressive. That they, have, they didn't take. Uh, that she didn't take his last well, name. Dylan, we've been over this. We have photos that the, in the camera zooms in on of the not signing the name changing papers. <laughs> no, in the in the credits, in the credits, she's listed as band director. Um. So they. So um. Jess and Mr. Baker talk about um how she can get her grades up because she really just wants to get into a decent school. Um, and he recommends that she should get some tutoring and that she should go to his star student of all time, Leslie. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> after he, we see, after that happens, it immediately transitions to where Harry is for her homeroom. Uh, so he is with Leslie in the music library because she told the band director that she would completely reorganize the music library, an arduous task that no one wants to do. But instead, all she's doing is sitting down and making Harry do the all the work, right? Um, and while they're doing that, Leslie just completely lets it slip that she isn't doing anything she says she is. It's not even a mistake. She's just so confident in her lying ability that she feels good telling Harry the truth so she's, just she's because like she knows dragging, she can control like, hey, him. Hey, I'm actually like a great liar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, what? 
Because he doesn't. He's not. Are we gonna have a comedic villain song about all the lies she's ever told? Okay. Eventually. So, um, but she tells Harry not to ever tell anyone because it would ruin her. And she like acts fake for flirtatious and like puts her hand on his shoulder and then just nonchalantly says that she needs to get a dress for the upcoming holiday dance. She doesn't ask him in or anything, but he gets it in his idea in his head that like, Oh, she wants me to ask her. Oh, what a fool. But obviously no. Um, so Leslie ends up convincing Harry to tutor Jess instead because she doesn't want to do it. Cause she's actually kind of lazy. Uh, and that's how they connect. Um, Harry and Jess eventually realize they like each other. They have a song together. Um, can you, can that just kind of establishes where they the are. Song? This seems like a very important song. Um, it, this one isn't really that important. Uh, it does come back at the end. That sounds like it's um, important. But again, it's not if one it, of the big songs. It's just the, the their romance isn't really uh, as big. Dylan, of it's twenty thirteen. Like, shocker. Twenty thirteen. It's, it's other a movies. Movie. No, 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 they get together pretty early on. They like click. They're they a good couple. Click, like there's Adam nothing Sandler. too bad about it. No, they just they're just studying and it's having fun. Now for the first big big song, uh, those familiar with High School Musical series know the songs "Bed on It" and "Scream," which of course are Troy Bolton's big songs when he's like, ah, things are horrible. So Jess has a song now because after a date, um, her dad kind of like questions her about life and stuff like why don't you want to keep playing softball in college you could go great you could have way more fun doing this and all this stuff and he's like you keep spending all that time with this boy and he doesn't even he's in the marching band and blah 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 and she sings a song uh titled leave me alone um it's say the michael, not jackson, the michael song. jackson song it, there, it does reference it but it isn't the it? michael jackson song no um so she like runs out of the house after an argument, sings the whole leave me alone thing, walking through the streets, like lights are flashing in unison with the song. It's a big number. It's a big production. It's the big, it's the biggest song of the entire piece. It's super over dramatic and there's a huge key change right at the end. Um, but this sort of transition straight to Leslie, which is not where you'd expect it to go. Um, you think it's going to be a big scene with like Jess and Harry, like doing something fun, but no. It goes straight to Leslie. This is when we get the villain song. So it's Leslie in her room um, thinking about how she's the one who set up Jess and Harry and how mad she is that she's losing her grip over Harry because he's with Jess now. And uh, she's like writing in something and the pencil snaps as the like violins are ramping up. And as soon as it snaps, she starts going into her song Um about how she can control anything. She's the puppet master. Oh. The title of the song is Puppet Master. Nothing to do with, um, with Metallica. <laughs> no. Um, and it does, the imagery is she, um, she like fake conducts like she's so a is, drum so major. Is this a, but then is marionettes this a appear. Non, oh. It's a non-jukebox musical. But every original song is named after another famous song. Yeah, they all have the same title as other songs, except for everything. Like Greener, said, Greener. it's not easy being green. No, uh, that actually. Uh, no, no, I don't get Cody, that reference. That's, that's actually a really um, famous uh, song by Santana. So by Santana. Okay, well, it, Santana Moss is a football player, but okay. Uh, so she's doing like uh, conducting, but she has like marionettes in her hand, um, and then she realizes she comes up with the plan. Like, we get, like, a 
a low moment in the song where she doesn't know what she's going to do, but it starts building. But instead of going to like a dramatic key change, it just like becomes clashing chords and it just zooms in on her face. Um, and what she does is you remember how we, I brought up um, Jess's best friend, Greg, yeah, yeah. the himbo oh, football course. player. So Leslie and all her manipulation skills convinces Greg that Harry is doing a bunch of lying <gasps> and is going to get Leslie in trouble. Oh, excuse me. is going to get Jess in trouble if they stay together. So Greg being the good friend that he is, he's a hundred percent thinking he's in the right. He goes and tells off Harry, like, how could you do this to Jess? What are you doing? How, what is all this happening? And he's like, what are you talking? What? What do you mean? And he has no idea what's going on, but he thinks Jess hates him. So he gets all mad, right? Uh, and this is right after her. So we haven't seen Jess since her big song. So she hasn't gotten her catharsis. She's going to go talk to Harry, right? Because, you know, they, they're dating. She, that, she feels safe. But as she's, like, running up to him, we see Harry is looking down. Like, lo physically looking down and just walking a little bit. And they meet on the street. Um, and she is trying to tell him about like what just happened, how they had a fight with her dad, but she's not feeling too bad about it. Uh, she got it off her chest. And then the music that we heard earlier of leave me alone mm. kicks in and it's lower. It's just piano. And then Harry starts singing, leave me alone back to her. And it's super sad and she doesn't really know what's happening, but now she thinks that Harry is just being mean to her. So she runs off and he feels, says something like good riddance. And it goes to a little bit of a montage sequence of him going and buying flowers. He's going to go to Leslie right then and there and no, ask her to the, the Halloween holiday, holiday dance. <gasps> and as he's about to walk in to wherever the room she's in, he overhears her saying how she's just stringing this loser along. And the song immediately cuts. He drops he the flower. Was it raining? Scene ends. So, not yet. So everything is going bad, right? The couple is broken up. Literally, nothing is going right for anyone. Uh, so cut to the holiday bash. Bo Greg just goes, I mean, excuse me, Jess just goes with Greg. Uh, Harry just goes with Ben. They just go with their friends. Uh, there's a visual gag that Harry shows up in a bad mummy outfit. Because, again, Ben showed up in an elaborate werewolf costume. <laughs> but uh, Harry wasn't planning on doing Halloween. So all he could do was a really bad toilet paper mummy outfit. Under wraps. Um, and he's like, why am I doing this? Um, but Ben is also playing in the band that's playing at the bash. Um, so he like tries to um, like cheer Harry up. Like, hey, come join us. Play the trombone. He's like, okay, whatever. Um, so as they're setting up... Um, they're trying to kind of goofing off. Ben's trying to cheer him up. And Harry's mouthpiece flies out of his trombone, flying right towards Jess's head. Jess is a softball player. She catches it without even thinking. So it's like, all right, this is good. This is going to be when they can make up, right? Right at the dance. He walks over to her, grabs the mouthpiece, tries to say something, and can't. He turns around and starts walking <clears throat> away. Then, right in that moment, um, the best friends, Greg and Ben, make eye contact and are like, we got to save this. We want them back together. We know it was bad because Greg realized he did wrong, but he didn't, doesn't know what to do. So right in that moment, Greg gets up, says, blue 42 on three, break. 
Right when this happened, the entire football team shows up and they start a <gasps> conga line. I love soccer. The conga line leads Jess right back to Harry in such a way that Ben grabs Harry's trombone, Jess trips and falls directly into his arms. Wow. Immediately in this moment, Ben looks at the band and says, well, Ben just says, strike up the <gasps> band. Uh, and the band starts credits. playing. Um, no, 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 uh, no. That was a, that was a, um, that was a hit. There's a soft piano. We're, we're, we're getting there. Mickey Rooney is, okay. he'll be here. So, as the soft piano music plays, Jess looks directly at Harry and just says, never leave me alone again. <laughs> and then the big that? song, oh my Never God. Leave okay. Me Alone Again. That's beautiful. Yeah, Never Leave Me Alone Again starts playing. Um, some of the lines in the song are, uh, maybe the grass really oh, is uh, greener. That um, one hits. And things of Ooh. things of that nature. It's the biggest, cheesiest ending ever. We still got to deal with Leslie, though. So be Leslie comes storming now. over because she's just be so angry. Um, okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me get through this. So she just starts yelling at Harry, saying, like, I, I wish I didn't even lie to do any of this because it's not worth it. Who's chaperoning the dance? Oh, Mr. Baker no. and wow. the band director. So she turns around. They just look at her, like, um, tell her to come over. And they walk her out. And uh, take her to the principal, played awesome. by Mickey Rooney. Um, he does not have a line, um, but he is there. Um, and then the dance happens. It sort of fades to black. There is one more song. They're just back in school. It's right before the... It is the last day before break. Um, and their final song is them leaving off for break. Uh, there's lines from all the previous songs coming back. And the credits roll as they both get on their separate buses to go home. Life is good. End scene, end movie, strike up the band. Beautiful. Does it end, like, end scene? Rose Mickey Rooney. Pause, blank screen, blank screen. And you hear, like, you hear, like, a Mickey Rooney was the principal. And you get, like, little snapshot shot photos as your epilogue. Or as, like, a a new, happier rendition of Leave Me Alone Now plays. Uh, It's just the last song again. It's, um... The final song of them just but talking then this about time you have like break. some like cheerleaders sounds. It's very school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be like marching band drums and cheerleaders oh, and whistles. Now, who was the who was the songwriter yeah. for these? Uh, Jim Cummings. Oh, that's it's actually a really good question. Um, so all of the songs were written by the um the late great Mysteries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know I'm gonna have to uh, Scott Bakula uh, get back it's to Scott you on that one. It was Scott Bakula, yeah. Uh, the song, the songwriter was actually this is his first and only movie, uh, but he did win a daytime Emmy. Daytime for. Emmy. No, totally. DCOMs qualified for Emmys? Have they ever they, won? Yeah, they they daytime. They're on television. No, they've they've never won. I don't think no. But. Fe- Full Court Miracle, though. What about TJ, the hit film not Double good. Teamed? No, listen. The only oh. the only movie that could have won an Emmy was Under Wraps, and they fucking oh um no, it doesn't look like have they ever even been nominated? No, but so that's my movie. Um, any other questions about it before I do my defense um, pitch? No. no. Okay. 
So strike up the band. It was the only one that dared to do a and musical. to do a different generation um, of again a, a yeah a different generation of decoms, a little more modern. Um, and remember, there are a lot of Disney Channel musicals. Um, I'd say a, a vast amount that people just kind of forget exist. Oh, Camp forget Rock, our Camp Rock too. Um, but that is my movie. Strike up the band. Um, masterpiece. Uh, Cody, that's I don't know if you movies. saw, but a certain school that you may or may not have a student taught in, their musical this year is a Camp Rock musical. Oh my. Um, I don't see how that's ref- relevant to the podcast. Um, so, <laughs> it's a decom at, this is, we've reached the end, we've reached the end of our discussion. Um, be sure to go and vote for your um, favorite film. Uh, we will each go around and say the title of our film. Dylan uh, Knights of the Round Lunch Table. Good TJ. news, everyone. And finally me, Strike Up the Band. Um, the poll will be available on the official AgeCast Twitter account at AgeCast. Click on the iguana to vote for mine. The poll will go up at the same time. The poll will go up the same time the episode is up, and I will do the poll oh. for an entire week. So, just so you know, the winner will win Cloud. Will win Cloud. Like, um... Uh, on Final Fantasy From, uh, Yeah, from Final Fantasy? Yeah. Oh, no, do we, okay. do we get... Do um, we get to use any, Cloud on Smash? Any... No. No. Any, uh, final thoughts from our guests? No. Well, we still have to do, uh, We still have to do last meal, next meal. Oh. Uh, I really want to say that. my next meal, because Dylan's here. Um. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Really, what's your next meal, TJ? For you to tell, Di- for you to tell Dylan something, you could just tell him after the podcast. The people need to know. No, they I don't. The people need to know. People need. To know. All right. I've been Cody, and I'm going to Brothers Pizza. And thanks for listening through, through the, the ages. ages. That was beautiful. No.